Yo, what's up, y'all? I am glad to be back on. Make sure you guys are okay. I see I got some of your messages and, you know, and your verbal messages. Some of you got bold and recorded some. So I just want to give a shout out to everybody who left me a message uh, on the first episode. And, you know, especially to the people from my hometown. So I'm sorry, y'all. I have to always show love to my hometown first. That's my hometown, you know. They support, even though I get support from everywhere else, I just, you know, anytime I see like Gifford or somebody named that I remember, you know, we might not, I go by last names, but <laughs> I'm just like, oh, we from, both of us from the same town. But um, yeah, so today is all about mental health. I'm going to take you into my mental health because if you're going through the same thing or maybe something different, I don't want you to think that you're crazy or that something's wrong with you. When we finish this episode, I hope my goal is to for you to get off of here and and go get help or for you to start owning your depression or your anxiety or your PTSD. I tell people all the time, I live with anxiety, depression, and PTSD. It doesn't, it doesn't control me. I control it. So, but there are things that'll take you out of that zone. So we're going to get into it. Let's get into it. So first I'll start with weight loss. Um, so you guys know where I'm at right now. Weight loss. I am at one What's my weight? Hold on. I y'all know we go to Publix to uh to see what we are. So um, right now I'm at one eighty four. I'm one hundred and eighty four pounds. Uh, I started off for those of you who don't know. I started off at four hundred and six pounds as my high weight. My surgery weight was three hundred, and my current weight is one eighty five. My goal weight is one hundred and eighty pounds. So I am like five pounds away, something like that, give or take. Um, so yeah, my height is five, eight for everybody, uh, uh, on VSG who asked me that I'm five, eight. I got that question. Um, so me going down to 160 pounds or something like that will make me look like a straight crackhead. So I'm not, uh, yeah, we won't be doing that. I like my curves. I already don't have no booty. I don't, you can laugh at me all you want to. I, I was blessed in other areas, but my ass just won one of them. I don't know. I just, I just ended up with a flat ass, but it's okay. Cause I'm gonna buy me some <laughs> and y'all motherfuckers talk about that too. So no, <laughs> it's all right. Y'all know I'm all for enhancement. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll have a whole nother show on that. But, um, anyway, so yeah, so I wanted to go into mental health so we can, uh, so we can break the stigma. All right. So I have all three, um, all three of the, I guess the main ones all at one time. So that's why, you know, that's what, you know, we, we use it. That's why, you know, that nigga made me do it. No, no, he didn't. No, he did. We're going to take ownership. We're going to take ownership, right? Okay. So I have anxiety. I have depression and I have PTSD. I've probably always had depression and just didn't know it. Um, just was never diagnosed with it because 
life was happening. You know, everything was going day to day. And sometimes when you depress, you can't even be depressed. And because things still got to get done, you know, so you keep going, you keep going, you shake it off as a bad day and you just keep going. And that's where I was, you know, I was a business owner, a single mom. I got three kids. You know, I was in Atlanta. Everything is fast paced. You know, it was go, go, go for me. So I never stopped and actually even paid attention to myself. So um, depression, I probably always had my anxiety and PTSD. I'll start with that anxiety. So depression is when let me let me be specific. Y'all know I'm <laughs> I, I wish my cousin uh, my, I got a cousin named anime. Like when I do stuff on live, she's like my narrator and she keeps me like on point because I always veer off topic. So I'm sorry, y'all, but I'm gonna have to uh, let me come back over. OK, so depression. <laughs> depression is when you feel down. You are so down. It's the difference between sadness and depression. Sad is, you know, something happened. It made you cry. You cried. It was over with. You were able to move on with your day. Depression is at any time you can get sad. You can get to the point where you're in bed all day. You can't move. Um, It takes you completely out of your of functioning. Depression takes you out of functioning and you, it is, it's a dark place. And no matter what you do, no matter what anybody does, you cannot come out of that place. And what kills you even more when you're in that place and you're sad and you're down and you just don't like, and your whole world seems like it's falling apart. Depression is, is hell. The problem that, that I think bothers us more, you know, in that state of mind is that we don't even know why we there. It could be life could be good and you fall into one of your I call them episodes. You call it you fall into one of your episodes now. So depression is when you're down. Okay, when I'm down, I'm in the bed. It's horrible. It is completely horrible. My depression is horrible, Um, but I don't let it run my life. But, but I'm human too. I just want, I want everybody to know, you know, that even when you have depression or mental illness, you know, sometimes, some days my depression wins. Like, not that I'm not fighting, not that I'm not, but it's hard to fight your mind. It's hard. That is a very hard thing to do. Um, so sometimes when I have a depression episode, it could be for a day. Sometimes it'll be for a week. You know, it just depends. So that's why I'm going to explain to you later on why it's so important to get help. Now, anxiety. I'm picturing my cousin on the side saying, uh-uh, right here, right? So anxiety. Anxiety is when you, anxiety can be a few things. Um, but like how you're down with depression, anxiety, usually you're up. Your mind is like racing. Um, you have like all these things going on. Sometimes you just stare out into space and you just, in your own world and like people can be so I'm gonna tell you what happened one day because it's hard to tell people in your in your circle or somebody that you date in or whatever that you have depression or anxiety or PTSD you know it's just, sometimes it's just not something you're comfortable to because it's such a stigma on it anyhow with me and and my dude what happened is I told him you know, I told him what was going on 
and and what was up with me and and if you got somebody good they're gonna be like okay you know and they're gonna support you or whatever in that area of my life um he was very supportive very you know it was never um it wasn't an issue right it wasn't an issue until he had some bullshit going on and I called him out now I'm crazy but yeah I'm, I'm gonna get back on track anxiety right anxiety <laughs> is when you up so and your thoughts are racing and you're you can be right in front of me I know he used to talk to me but because he knew I had anxiety he wouldn't like he'll just say you having a moment but we could be in a in a serious conversation and me and him are you know looking at each other and he's looking at me and I'm looking at him and he's talking about buying a house and we need to go do this and we need to go do that and in my head <laughs> in my head I'm like something in my head says did you take the chicken out and I'm like and I'm responding but he's talking to me and I'm like no I didn't take the chicken out well you need to take the chicken out because at eight o'clock you ain't you got you know you got to work you ain't gonna be able to do that and come downstairs and, and get the chicken oh yeah shit that's right so now I'm having a whole conversation a whole conversation in my head like a full blown conversation and one of the things I used to refer to is I seen uh I seen an Instagram post from Cardi B <laughs> and she was like people think that she don't that they, she don't like them because she be staring at them crazy when they talking to her. I feel her on that shit cuz that is me. So he used to be like, "Oh, you having a Cardi moment?" <laughs> so yeah, I you know, I'm having a Cardi moment and this, and people are just, you know, having a conversation with you and you just in a whole conversation with your thoughts. <laughs> like I'm having a full blown conversation in my head. I don't hear nothing you saying. And then by the time I do hear what you're saying, I'm just playing along because you were complete. Like I see your mouth and I'm staring at you and you know, all of that, but yeah, something else going on up there. So that's, you know, anxiety. Now put the two together. Usually anxiety, usually people with depression have anxiety. Um, Sometimes you don't, but a lot of times anxiety is attached to depression. So not only are you trying not to be down, you're trying not to be too up either because I don't want my thoughts all over, you know, like even like me right now, like I'm talking to you and I'm and I haven't had my anxiety medications uh, right now. So, and I did this on purpose because I want you to even see, you know, where anxiety is, see how I get all off track. And then I have to come, you can always tell when I, uh, when I done neglected to take my meds, we'll talk about that too. Um, (laughs) but yeah, so that's anxiety. I hear my cousin in my ear saying, get back on track. So I'm back on track. So that is anxiety. The next one, um, PTSD. So PTSD, um, I never had. I developed that. Um, and the way PTSD happens is post-traumatic stress, post-traumatic stress disorder. Out of all of my mental illness, that is the absolute worst. That, well, I, I hate that one so much. And the reason is with PTSD, it's a remembrance of something that happened. So something traumatic happened. It's not, I don't Most people refer it to like soldiers who come home from war and they don't seen people getting killed and you know, they come back and they can't get that out of their head or something will trigger them to remember that. And they flip out. 
it works that way with everybody. You know, um, it's, it doesn't necessarily have to be that you was at war for me. And I'll go into the full story about what I'm going to say right now, but I want you to understand how I got, how I developed PTSD. I developed PTSD because I walked in on one of my sons being molested. Like I physically walked in and saw it. So because I physically walked into it, seeing that act, it's traumatic. The brain is not supposed, that's not supposed to happen. That's a huge blow to your brain. Now imagine that. Okay. Now I'm in the stress of that. I'm looking at it. It's not like I heard it. Did nobody tell me I physically walked in on it. Okay. So I see the entire thing in the same day. I find out that not only did I see that later on, everybody was questioning the doctor, psychiatrist was questioning was one of my other sons, uh, molested. So, okay, here's another blow. Okay. So think about the blow. Here go PTSD. I don't walked in, you know, I'm in full stride, full mode, go around the corner, walk in, boom. That's what I walk in and see. So there's the blow to the brain. Okay. Then I find out later that my other son, so I have two sons, I have two sons that have been molested and I found out all within the same time frame, pretty much. Um, and I'll go into that story for those of you who don't know it. Um, cause when I talk about child sexual abuse that I, I, re- I use my life still, um, as an example, um, because I want people to know the signs of that as well, but I'm going to stay on track. I hear my cousin in my ear back on track PTSD. Um, so with PTSD, now I'm going to tell you what happens and I'm sorry. I, I, the only thing I can use is my family. Um, so uh, as an example, so for me with PTSD, which is kind of what happened the other day when I flipped out on, uh, for those of you who follow me on Facebook, I, when I flipped out on P- Facebook triggers, you know what I'm saying? There's things that would trigger you. So, and so that was a minor thing. I'm going to tell you about, let me give you an example of something major that has happened with me. So the day I walked in on my son being molested, I was downstairs and I was working. Now I had an office. So my office was downstairs and every, my living area was upstairs for my, for my, for two of my boys. My oldest son had the entire downstairs, but anyway, my office was one of the rooms down there. So that day I was in my office, I was working. I had a desk and the, the, the window is to the left of my, was to the left of my desk. Um, I had a brown desk, brown chair, which I still, uh, I don't have any, now I don't have any of the same furniture as I had besides rugs. So it's going to be important as I'm telling this story to remember that my window was on the left-hand side and I had two pink rugs on the, on the ground. Fast forward to me being moving to Florida. I currently live in Florida and what happened is I was trying to get myself back into working. I work from home, I, but when everything happened with that situation, I literally like physically and literally could not work. I could barely function. I could barely get out of the bed and go to the restroom for 
months and months and months and months and months. Like when I tell you at that time I was diagnosed with chronic depression because it was like terrible. So I call myself, you know, as I'm getting better, cause I'm seeing a therapist at this time, I'm seeing a therapist every other day. Like I was really, really bad. I thank God for where I am now. Um, because that's traumatic. So we're on PTSD. That's not something you just get over. Okay. So, and it's, and it wasn't somebody else's children It's my children. Not that I wouldn't be concerned if it was somebody else's, but it's a different type of trauma when it's so personal. And so I see that go my anxiety, right? Cause I forgot to stay on track. So with my PTSD, fast forward to the house. So now I was, now I have gotten to the point where I try to work at least four or five hours a day. Now to somebody that may be a very little bit to me, that's major because I haven't worked at all in over a year. So for me to be able to sit down at my desk and actually work is like, man, that's a major thing. Thank God that I own my company. If I didn't own my company, I don't know where me and my family would be because there I would have no income. So I thank God for my business. You know, um, it's funny how things work. Grace, you know, that's that's just I just grace, man. He just covered me and covered me with good people. And so anyways, I know I hear my cousin. I'm on track. So. I'm happy. I'm ready. I'm like, OK, I'm going to do this. Right. Go. I buy a desk. I buy a desk. I get I get a chair. One of my homeboys go pick up my pick up my desk, bring it. They set it up for me like everything. My dude go get all my stuff or, you know, that I need making sure I'm right. Everybody is just supporting me and going back to work and trying to physically work myself. So my desk, of course, at home, I'm at home. So I work from home. I have a work from home business. So I work from home. And so one day after everything was set up, I walked in the room to go and work. When I walked in the room to go and work, I was fine. I went inside of the room. I turned on my computer. I was opening up the blind. The desk was there. The window was to the left hand side. I want you to follow me. The window was to the left hand side. And to decorate, I had those same two pink rugs on my ground. Desk was different. Chair was different. Everything else completely the same. Subconsciously, I set the office up identical to my old office. Didn't even realize it. Okay. So that same day I get ready to walk out of the walk out of the room. I walk out of the room, my son's room for all of you who y'all know, y'all know my baby. Um, so my son's room, uh, is to the right of my office. So I walk out of my son's room and the very first thing I see, I could touch it. The very first thing I see is my son being molested. It was so real. It's so real for me. It, it is physically happening in front of me. I was so scared. I didn't want to go back in the office, but I didn't want to tell anybody. You got to tell people when you're going through something. And so I used to lie. I would lie. I would lie to my boyfriend and I would tell him that I'm working and I'm not working. And, you know, I could play it off because I ain't broke. I got money. You know, he, he don't even know. You know what I'm saying? So he like, 
the bank account ain't changing. So she good. She going to work. I'm proud of her. She's doing, you know, you know, she doing real good. So even when I went, um, we had took a trip to Miami and when I was in Miami, I worked when I was in Miami, we both did. We both worked in a hotel room, you know, in Miami, I did great. You know what I mean? So again, I want you to understand how PTSD works. So because I couldn't, I could go in the room. Now think about the story. Okay. I was at work when my trauma happened. I walked in my office at work, but when I walked into it, I walked out of my office. Okay. So when I walked out of my office here in Florida with it being set up the same way, identical window on that side, everything, as soon as I walk out clear as day, that's what I saw. That was the big, that was the very first major, major PTSD, PTSD moment for me. And so one day my boyfriend was like, you know, what's wrong? You know what I mean? Like he caught, I don't know if he like caught me crying or something like that. Or he was telling me, no, he was like, aren't you supposed to work today? And I was like, yeah, I was like, but, um, I'm gonna work at like five o'clock. Now I used to say that I would tell him I'm gonna work in the evening because I knew that he, every evening he goes and he checks on his mom and, you know, do his little rounds or whatever the case may be. And I know he's not going, I know it like clockwork. He's not going to be back home until dinner time. He going to leave at like five or six o'clock for, for a couple hours. And then he going to come back by eight thirty. Eight eight thirty. He wants to eat dinner. He didn't, he don't like eating dinner like at five o'clock, like normal people, but whatever. Eight thirty was, you know, the time frame that he liked to, that he liked to eat. So he would come and I would be like, okay, so now dinner is going and we're watching like HGTV because that was like a favorite show, like building houses and all that. See, here go my anxiety and let me, in my ADD, let me <laughs> get back on track. So one day he was just like, but you're supposed to be working right now. And I broke down and I told him and I was like, and this is what happened. And I'm like, a mess. I told him the whole story. What happened? He's like, why didn't you say something to me? And I was like, I didn't know how to say it. Da-da-da. I'm just crying, crying, crying. And he just like, baby, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. So I go to my therapist. I tell my therapist what happens. Cause I had a complete breakdown. I didn't go back in the office. I was scared. I was scared to go back in the office. I didn't want to see that. I was scared to walk out of any door in my house. Paranoid. Just, I don't want to go out of nowhere. I just want to sit in one spot because if I walk through something, that's what I'm going to see PTSD in full fledged, full mode. So go to my therapist. My therapist said, how was the, tell me what happened. I walked her through it. She pulls up a picture of my old, of my old office and the story that I told her of my new office. And it was identical. And she said, there's your trigger. You set your office up exactly the way your other office was set up and didn't even know it. You, that was your trigger. It was, you know, and she explained to me how things like that will trigger. So she was like, is there a way for your office to be changed around? Something, you know, put some something on the wall, take those rugs off the floor, throw them away, which I did. I was like, I'm burning these damn things. So I took them and I, I took it out. And then I went to my boyfriend and I said, can you move my desk? And he was like, sure. 
he was like, I said, can you, he was like, you want to come downstairs? Cause he was telling me to come downstairs and work. So, you know, I was in an open space and you know, I would be good. I was like, no, because I like being in an office. I was like, I want the desk. Can you move the desk to the other corner? He's like, yeah. So he takes the desk. He moves the desk over to the other corner. And now the window is on my right side. Chair is there, you know, everything set up. Got my Home Depot stuff all over the wall, Comcast stuff all over the wall. Um, and it's there and it looks completely different to me in my mind. It is completely different than what it was at my old office from that day. I wish I had him on podcast with me right now. From that day, I've been able to walk in my office, out my office with no problem. I work. Uh, I was trying to work five hours a day. I can work like 12 hours a day right now. Now, do I choose to work like that? No, I don't. But right. It doesn't bother me to go sit in my office now and turn my computer on and work. And I'm not scared to come out and go to the restroom. So that's what PTSD does. It triggers. It will give you things will trigger you. And that moment will come back to you. And that's not something that you should be ashamed of. You know, I tell people and as you can already tell, this is a long episode. Mental health was always going to be a long episode. So you can, you know, do it in sections or whatever, but I think it's so important for me to finish this. I, I'm going to try to finish it in 45 minutes, um, but I really, really want to get this across. So from that point on, again, like I was able to walk in and out of the office, I was fine. And just that quick, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, yeah, I was fine. I'm sorry. I had to go back to what I was thinking. And so I was able, you know, able to, able to keep going the way that I manage my PTSD. That's what I was saying. Don't be afraid, you know, to, of your PTSD. Don't hide your PTSD. If, if something like that is happening to you, like what I described to you, sometimes you see things, sometimes you like something can trigger you and you just, you scared or you, it's kind of like our youth. You know how like, like I feel like the whole youth have PTSD because they see their friends get killed in front of them. They see, you know, all type of things, traumatic things happening to our youth. I really feel like it's so much mental illness out here that we don't and we don't address it. And that's the issue, because that when you don't address it, like one little boy I know in my hometown, like they were arguing about like a girl. The two boys were arguing about a girl. And that boy was angry enough, a kid. Now this is a teenager. That kid was angry enough to go get a gun, come back and shoot the other boy, two teenagers. So I'm not giving him a pass. I just want you to look at the mental health part of it. What makes a, a child that impulsive? Cause this is a child. What makes a child that impulsive? What makes a child not be able to control his actions at that time? You know, so I'm going to bring it back to me. For those of you who don't, you know, who don't know, I had a little episode, you know, um, but that was my other episode. When you can't control yourself, when PTSD kicks in and you can't, the people who are doing it don't understand what they're doing because it's been made a joke that, oh, you crazy girl, please. She going to get mad. She going to yell. She going to such and such. You know, they're going to they gonna downplay it. But then 
what happens is our PTSD has no chill, <laughs> no chill. And I'm just going to make light of it because, you know, I am no episode right now, but I'm just going to make light of it. But because we have no way of calming ourselves down, of bringing ourselves back to reality, we are capable of doing anything. And that's the scary part. That's why I was so disappointed in myself the other day because I let myself get to that point. The, the thoughts that were in my head, you know, you can't control your thoughts. You can't control your actions. You are completely out of control. You will do anything to anybody, whoever it is that's harming you, whoever it is, you know, that you, that has triggered you. It is it is completely an unhealthy, unsafe environment for that person and for you when you have PTSD. So that's why I said surroundings, environment is so important that you have good people around you, people who are not going to, you know, do things to get you upset because, see, they can calm down. And when they calm down, it's going to be, you still mad about that? You still, why you, you know what I mean? Why you break my iPhone? (laughs) That's a whole nother story, you know? um, But, you know, (laughs) and they don't understand why you still, because I can't calm down in five minutes. I can't go get on the phone and somebody else call me and I just forget about it. No, I'm still as mad as I was from the time that trigger happened. And, and that's what I mean. So if you have PTSD or those type of, you know, issues happen to you, usually it's people with tempers. If you notice yourself, like just popping off, something happened, you know what I'm saying? Somebody, you, that person that I'm not going to sit there and listen to you. Like when, when my mind is, when you've triggered me, that's it. I'm, I'm tearing everything around, uh, uh, everything around me apart. You turn into like Tasmanian devil, you know? So if you, that person who temper is triggered that quick, you know, and you don't know why, like, dang, why I get mad? Why I get that mad, man? Like in, in our heads, I know people who have tempers like that. You know, we really do try to control that. You know, we really do try to keep that under wraps. So that's why it's so important that you get help, getting help. For your PTSD, anxiety, and uh, depression, it's so important because that trauma that has happened to your brain, believe it or not, with all the things that have happened to me, that has happened to my brain, okay? My son's, walking in on my son being molested was not the first trauma that I had. Like my oldest son, I had a trauma there. My oldest son was hit in the back of the head and had at 10 months old. And had to have what's called a subdural hematoma, completely in a coma for almost three months. And my son was 10 months old. I'm a te- I was a teenage mom. So I was 16 at the time when that happened. So now imagine that, you know, he- there's another blow, right? Blow to the brain. Fast forward to me seeing my- one of my sons being molested physically in my face. Boom, another huge hit to the brain. The brain is not designed for that. It's not supposed to have that type of trauma. It it can't handle it. Once so much has hit it, it has to, it's like, hey, hold on. Like I can, oh, you ain't giving me time to snap back because in the snapback is getting help. The good thing about it is you can, you can help it. I had a doctor who explained this one time and he was showing like a brain that was like mine and then a, a brain that was 
completely healthy and then worked on the brain that was like mine and it looked just like the healthy brain when it was over. But the way to get that unhealthy brain to a back to a healthy brain is for you to see a therapist, for you to take medication if that's what's required. And I pray like no other, like if I don't do nothing else, I pray, like I pray. I make sure my surroundings are calm. I'm very particular about the people around me, my friends, my anybody who has contact with me. I'm very, very particular about that. I set my boundaries. You have to have boundaries when you are dealing with mental illness. You have to do that. You're going to have to set your life up in a way that you are comfortable. It's not about anybody else. It's about you being able to do it. So my thing is, um, if you don't, if, if you, if everything I've said in the past 32 minutes sounds something like you, sometimes you can't get out of bed. You crying for no reason. You just down for no reason. And it, you can't, you can't snap out of it. You can't pull yourself out of that dark place. You blanket, you blanking out, staring out into space. Sometimes for half an hour, hour, you don't even realize that you done stared out into space that long. You got to catch yourself. You know, you're impulsive. You react to things, you know, really quickly, like without thinking about it. And then it's like, oops, when it blow up. Oh, my God, I did that, you know, and you got to go back and correct it, you know. And then if you're seeing things, if you're seeing like something traumatic that has happened to you, if you're dreaming about it, you know, um, if if somebody, I don't know, got killed in front of you or whatever. Um, and you can't seem to get that out your head. And when that happens, you know, whatever feeling you had that day comes back or you, or you feel rage, you know, it's okay. What's not okay. That's, I just gave you prime examples of depression, anxiety, and PTSD. I am living proof that you can live with it. There is nothing Nothing, nothing. I am, I am, if you ask my psychiatrist or my therapist, I'm the healthiest person ever. Having a mental illness, having depression or anxiety or PTSD doesn't make you crazy. Don't let anybody tell you that. I'm a functioning human being. I'm actually the person that everybody comes to when something happens. I'm the strong one. Always have been always been to go to something happened. Yo, Nikki, like my family calls me Nikki, not Brooklyn. Y'all they call me Nikki, go to Nikki. You know what I'm saying? I'm the fixer, but I'm the person with the mental illness. Now they, they may have it too. Other people may have it. The people coming to you may have it, but I'm the person who's dealing with it. But I wanted to use me as an example. So the next time somebody tell you, you crazy because you can't stop crying or you don't know, you know, why you keep dreaming this or why you keep seeing this. You know what I mean? You can tell them to go to hell. You're not crazy. You reach out to your doctor. If you don't have, cause I hear this a lot, um, that somebody don't have insurance. If you're a person who don't have insurance, check with your local health department. Usually they have a sliding scale and definitely for mental health, because it is really, really people are being more open about it. You can go in and tell them what is going on with you. They'll do a sliding scale based off of your income. So you can, whatever you have to do to get help. And that same sliding scale is used for your medication as well. Whatever you have to do to see a therapist, 
and to get medication if that's what's needed, that's what you need to do. Because here's the reality. The reality is it doesn't get better. It gets worse when you don't treat it. It's worse. So if think about what you're going through right now, 10 times worse. Think about that you have these issues going on with you and you raising children. That's the big one too. I never, ever addressed myself. So, you know, the person that I am now, it's so funny. One day my, my oldest son told me, you are completely different. Like, I feel like I have to relearn my mom. I had never been to a therapist before, though. I had never addressed my issues before. So the person that I, I'm, I'm, ne- I'm nowhere near the person that I was when he was young and I was raising him. You know, I'm definitely not as hard and aggressive and, you know, all and, and having, you know, defend. I was the mean person. You know what I mean? Like nobody played with me. So I wasn't approachable at all. Me being this open and transparent, tch, never, ever. So, yeah, you don't let nobody tell you that. Don't let nobody, you know make you feel like, and and for people who take medication, if you've been told to take medication, this medication is to help you. And I'm about to go on and get on my weed heads. Okay. And I'm, and, and here's the thing. I am not, I am all for medical marijuana. If you a person on here who don't like weed, you know, is bad. Yeah. I, I disagree. I think weed is the best thing that has happened to this world. And I think that more people need to use it. And I feel like because they know it is such a a good thing. That's why. see the government don't do stuff until they can tax it. So now you can tax weed. So now it's legal. You know, I'm not going to get on that right now. I'm not a because That's my daddy and me. I'll start that. Okay. So let me get back over. I hear my cousin again saying get back over, but yeah. So as far as your medication, just because you take medication, Nobody's trying to kill you. White people aren't out to get you because you take medication. And I'm saying that because I hear that so much. They doing that so they you don't even understand. They trying to kill us. They trying to say, no, 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 no. If your doctor say, hey, take a, non- I don't take any narcotic. Okay. Only, nar- only narcotic I take. Uh, as far as something that controls me is if I roll up, you know what I'm saying? If I'm smoking or if I'm, you know, if I'm CBD in, because I do CBD oil, if I have it on my food or I'm doing edibles or, you know, whatever, that is the only time. As far as my medication from my doctor, I use the two together. I use both of them together. So I get up in the morning, I take my Wellbutrin, which is what I use for my depression and for my, um, for my depression and my PTSD. And then I, I take Buspar for my anxiety. Now, because I take Buspar for my anxiety and I, I take a, a my, I'm a person who likes to take a minor amount of uh, prescription medication. What I do is I just offset my Buspar for calming me down with marijuana. So I'm, you know, I'm all for cannabis use. Um, so yeah, so I'm, I think that's a good, but don't think that you can just smoke your head out or, you know, I'm just going to use weed or I'm just going, you know, 
I got this or I'm, I'm, this is life. This is what it's supposed to be. I'm a single mom. We go through shit. Da, da, da. No, your life is not supposed to be like that. You, you deserve to be happy. You deserve to not be mad every day. You deserve to not be crying and can't get out your bed and can't be functional for your kids and for yourself. You deserve that. So I, I urge you, I really urge you to, to get help. I urge you to get help. And when you're taking your medication and, and you got it under control, be careful who you let trigger you on that. Cause that's exactly what happened with me. I, you know, with me and my boyfriend getting it, like we, we got into, I, it's so many of y'all following me. So I have to, um, be specific. So me and my boyfriend got into it. Right. And don't act like y'all don't get into damn relationship shit. Cause everybody do. We had a, we had a fight, you know, not a, not a physical fight, but, um, we had a fight, you know, about some real serious shit and the shit was, I mean, the shit was super, super major. And there's the trigger, you know what I mean? There's the trigger. And so, yeah, I, of course I flipped the fuck out, you know what I mean? And, and he caught the blunt end of that. No. The whole point was to ruin him because I, there's my PTSD protection. You've triggered me. Now you want me to calm down, Brooklyn, calm down, calm down, calm down. But I can't calm down because you've, uh, you've opened that door. So until that calms down for me, yeah, I'm just fucking you up until, you know, until I calm down because you've done that. And once I get to that point, I can't control it. It's not that you don't want to, you can't. And if you ever try fighting with your mind, you're going to lose. So it's important that the people around you don't trigger you. And if you have people around you who can get up under your skin, who can do things to, you know, to hurt you or, or make you go into depression or anxiety or, or make you have a PTSD moment, you know what I'm saying? Flashback or whatever episode, you do not need that person around you. You do not. It is it is absolutely not a good thing to have that person around you. Most of the time, what happens is and then see what happens and you, you make up, right? You make up, you keep doing the same thing back and forth. It keeps going back and forth. Uh, it, that That's me and my boyfriend back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. You love this person, but you know, you don't want to be without this person, but this person is not healthy for you. So you got to do what's healthy for you. Maybe that person needs to get counseling. Maybe you need to get counseling together. I don't know how serious the relationship is, you know, for you guys, um, it, it maybe I don't know what needs to happen. You know, obviously you two were, you know, good people at some point, you know, outside of your, your, your anger or whatever. So, um, yeah, it, it happens, you know what I mean? But you gotta be, the people around you have to be mindful of that. And you also have to be mindful. So make sure your circle is good. We are 43 minutes in. I said I was going to do it in 45, I think 40 or 45. So I'm going to go ahead and end this. If you guys, if you're in Florida, sp- specifically Indian River County, um, and you have any questions, you are welcome to reach out to me. Um, I'm not going to get my phone number, but you can leave me a message here. Or this is Florida people. You can leave me a message here, or you can also hit me up in my inbox on Facebook, either one. And I'll answer you if you have something on like mental health issues that, you know, you want me to address, or maybe I didn't touch on, you know, or whatever. 
So make sure of that. Also, another thing too is I don't want to leave out the incarcerated people. Um, if you have, I was just talking to my therapist about this. So that's why I wanted to bring it up. If you ladies, especially single moms, what happens is we'll have boyfriends who done been in prison and they done been in prison for a long time and they've become, they've adapted to that. Prison is not a place that you're supposed to be. You know what I mean? It's, it's your cage, your structure, your, you know, you're not supposed to be there. You have to have a certain demeanor. You have to be hard. You have to be, you know, because you're around the environment that you are around. And so when you are aggressive and intimidating and manipulative and not honest, because you got to be all those things when you there in order, because they use it as a, a form of protection. When they get out, that don't, that just, it don't stop. You know, that person needs counseling. So, you know, I'm real big on, real, real big on people who have been through any trauma. Prison, jail is trauma, period. They need help. If you're a woman and you've been in prison, you need help. Because you will be, not only are you unhealthy or your boyfriend is unhealthy, or your husband, it's going to bring that into your relationship. And that person has to be mature enough to say, I need help. There is something, you know, wrong with me. And if you got somebody who is willing to do that, you give them the information. That does not mean you need to be together. Let me clarify that. Just because you help somebody don't mean that you need to be with them. Okay. It takes more than love to be in a relationship. So I wanted to touch on that too, you know, and just be real and, and tell you guys that, you know, I help you, you help, we help, we pass it along, you know? So I'm going to let you guys go because I got a little boy who, uh, has a birthday tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow morning. If you guys hear it, this is Alex. He is on the end of my, say what's up to the podcast people. What's up, everybody? <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's kind of cool. You know, I work from home. I podcast from home. So I, Sometimes I podcast from home. So I have this chocolate drop with me. And so I'm getting ready for um, his birthday tomorrow. So you guys, I hope this helped. You guys have a good day, a good night. Be dope. I love you. Peace.